The Author Hangout, episode number 67. You have to shut off that internal editor if you have any hope of writing quickly, first of all, or you know, finishing most of what you start anyway. Welcome to the Author Hangout, where we interview best-selling authors and experts in the book publishing industry to reveal the tips and advice you need to succeed as an author in today's publishing landscape. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Sean Manaher. Welcome to another episode of the Author Hangout, where authors like you learn how to sell more books through the lessons, experiences, and wisdom from their fellow authors. He's a prolific author, speaker, blogger, and coach who specializes in helping authors and entrepreneurs build authority within their industries and expand their businesses through better writing. An author since the age of 12, he's produced a library of fiction and nonfiction books, including popular titles such as the Citadel series, the Sawyer Jackson series, and Evergreen. As a podcast creator and host, he offers invaluable insight and advice on both his Word Slinger podcast and the Self-Publishing Answers podcast. Please welcome award-winning copywriter and creative director, Kevin Tumlinson. Kevin, Hi. thanks for joining me on the Author Hangout. Great to be here, Sean. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you, you're welcome, and I'm glad that you're here. And as we get things rolling with each episode of the Author Hangout, we'd love to hear the backstory. Like, why did you decide to become... A, an author, a writer. So go go back. Okay. Tell us what really got things started way back in the, at the age of 12. Way back. Actually, um, I always joke and tell people that I wrote my very first book at five years old, actually. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, and, I, and then I sort of, you know, fill in the gap because that was five pages of notebook paper, you know, written in pencil, <laughs> front and back. Um, nice. So, and that's actually something I, I tell people about all the time. But um, I've always been a storyteller and, you know, mm. just writing, I just took to writing for some reason. I, um, mm. as soon as I learned how to, you know, hold that stubby little, uh, you know, that big fat pencil that they give you to, mm. to train with, um, you know, as soon as I had the letters down, I wanted to put them together into a story and did. <laughs> so, uh, but I started writing professionally at 12 years old and, you know, mm. professionally is code for, I got paid for it. And uh, that doesn't mean I made a living from it, but I mean, I got paid, yeah. you know, well enough. I started writing for local papers and I was doing like a teen beat thing. And, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of writing uh, early in my career uh, for for the media, basically. Uh, Kevin, what was that first piece that you can remember that you got paid for? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I was writing a this kind of teen beat um, uh, recurring article uh okay editorial i guess and it was i think the very first thing was you know i reported on like a football game or something like that i mean it wasn't anything yeah. you know life-changing uh and i'm not even a, a sports fan so <laughs> i basically had to <laughs> i had to make everything up um I, yeah. so yeah it was more like a reporting job i guess yeah. but for yeah. teen events you know and i covered dances and i covered you know anything that you know skating rinks and things like that so uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, and I have, you know, I think if I dig, I could probably find some clips from that. But they were, you know, juvenile uh, sure. <laughs> and aimed at that market. So, uh, But when I started writing, um, I started writing short stories, of course, very early. Um, I, uh, you know, as, as far back as, you know, like I say, five years old. But, I mean, I, I started doing short stories and even writing what I consider to be books uh, in you know, from an early age and through my teens mm -hmm. and in high school, 
So that was really what I always wanted to do. Writing became this thing. Uh, I kind of got fooled, and maybe I fooled myself. Um, but I was told, you know, somewhere along the way, I got it in my head that if you want to make a living as a writer, you really you're going to have to do boring stuff. You can't you can't go mm. have fun with it. <laughs> you know, you have to actually, mm. you know, write white papers and write you know yeah. annual reports and things like that. So uh, after I got out of high school. You know, I went into I went to college. I got the you know I got a media degree and I got you know all kinds. I got an English. I was double major, so I got an English degree and uh, you know I honed the craft there. But I, I basically just went into uh, copywriting full time in college. Mm. Uh, I wrote for the media. I wrote for TV. I wrote for a bunch of other stuff. But my primary living was coming from uh, marketing and ad copy. <laughs> so, uh, and from that, Kevin, like. When did you then start to say, okay, I want to publish books. I want to make a career out of this. Uh, I would say, I mean, I wrote my very first like grown-up book probably mm-hmm. in my early 20s. Uh, not mm-hmm. probably, definitely in my early 20s. And uh, I actually got a publishing contract at that point. But after doing some math, I figured out I was going to lose money. That deal, <laughs> uh, you know, because they give you a pretty significant advance, and they, yeah. you know, and you know, your royalty is just barely anything. What year was this? This would have been around, gosh, around two thousand six. Okay. Um, and you know, I, I basically ended up giving back the advance, and I'd already spent some of it, so I had to kind of dig into savings. But I, mm. <laughs> you know, I managed to pay it all back, and uh, you know, they had a contract on the book for the next four years, and so um, I did. I never did publish it actually. Um, later, I wrote another book, and I self-published that, and mm. liked that uh, like that process much better. And it's been very, you know, it's been very good to me actually for the past. You know, that was that first that first self-published book was two thousand eight. Uh, and it's, you know, I took <laughs> two years to write it and then I took another two years to write the sequel to it. And, uh, somewhere along the way decided, you know, if this is going to be my career, this is a business, I can't survive putting out a product mm. every, you know, four years. So, and Kevin, you know, you said something there about it took two years to write it and, and you, I heard you, I heard you kind of chuckle about that. What, what was going on? And I, I think there are a lot of writers that are yeah. like, like your position and your place. So what was it about? It took two years. And then what was it that you said? And I think you just were talking about is why did you change? Like what's, what's, what was switched? So, you know, just like everyone, I mean, you, you, I had a day job and I had, you know, I was writing professionally at the time. So it was kind of exhausting to think about coming mm-hmm. home and doing even more writing. Uh, even though it was a different, it was, you know, a different caliber of writing. I wasn't setting aside that time. Uh, and, mm. you know, I was trying to find odd hours, you know, during the week and the weekends to uh, to actually craft this book. And um, I was making a fatal mistake and letting, you know, I was editing as I went, which was, you know, mm. I, I talk about that with clients and in this in my newest book. And I, I tell people that you have to shut off that internal editor if you have any hope of, of writing quickly, first of all, or, you know, finishing most of what you start anyway. Um, but yeah, there was, there came this moment where I realized that I had to come up with a different process. And so I, I basically started studying the market. I started studying people who were doing what I was doing and Mm. taking tips from guys like, you know, Chris Beatty, who wrote, uh, no plot, no problem. He's the guy that founded mm-hmm. uh, NaNoWriMo, which is going on right yep. now. 
Uh, and you know, he had some good tips. He made it sound like a nightmare, but, uh, <laughs> once I kind of got past, <laughs> you know, uh, the idea of losing a little sleep or something, I, I figured out I didn't have to do that. I could actually set up a word target each day and, and knock things out very quickly. It was really, to me, it all came down to math, which is odd because mm-hmm. I don't like math. Um, mm-hmm. but I figured out right away that I could change that formula. And instead of it taking two years, I could do a book in, you know, 15 days if I needed to which I wow. frequently do. <laughs> That's fantastic. So why don't we talk about then uh, your most recent project? I know that you recently released a book right. that really dives into a lot of this. So why don't you share with us that? So the book is The 30-Day Author. Um, and it's really, it's kind of, start. It, the first half of that book is really about mindset. Uh, it's very much a mindset book for, you know, the first few chapters. Uh, because what I, the primary audience for that is generally entrepreneurs who aren't necessarily looking to to have a writing career, uh, mm-hmm. but they'd like to get a book out. They might want to do more than one, and they might want to do it quickly. And I sort of talk up the benefits of a daily writing habit. Um, and then the second half of the book is all about the formula. And you know, I give that away for free. I got no problem with that. It's you know, basically you 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 have your deadline, you have your uh, general word count, and I. I use 50,000 words as an example, and uh, you, you know you can do the math and work backwards, and you are figuring out what your daily word count needs to be. And mm. it's really stupid simple, but um, a lot of people don't think about it that way. And I love working with fiction authors. I don't get to do that as much uh, because, you know, odd little fact, fiction authors tend to not have any money, uh, <laughs> and I'm a good <laughs> example of that. But yeah. uh you know, it, the same process works well for fiction too. And it's real. It really is about deciding. I want to have this many words on the page each day, and then no matter what it takes, getting those words there. Um, as little as fifteen hundred words a day will get you a book in a month. So you, you know, it, it's powerful. It's like compound interest. <laughs> and and with that, Kevin, you're as you wrote this book, and you actually wrote it with Honoré uh, Cordaire, and she was uh, she was with us in episode fifty nine of the Author Hangout. Um, what is one of the big takeaways, uh, recommendations that your book really focuses in on, aside from what you've already shared? Um, okay, so there is that the principal idea there is to develop the actual daily writing habit, which I I talk up as being beneficial in more than just helping you write a book. I mean, it's uh, if you're an entrepreneur in particular, um, having that habit helps you get past the anxiety of writing. So yeah. you can actually sit down, you know, regularly and chunk something out. I, you know, I don't know what writer's block actually is. Like I've never had that. <laughs> I've heard people have it. It sounds like an sounds existential like crisis. Disease. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have never really dealt with that. And I know people who want to stab me now. Um, but the the fact <laughs> is, the reason I have never had it is because I sort of practice what Seth Godin you know, uh, kind of outlined in, in, I can't even remember which book he's written so many himself, but you know, he talks about, I think this was a blog post and I quote this in the book. Um, he talks about, you know, we never talk about talkers block because we don't have it. (laughs) You know, talking is such a natural thing for us and writing should be the same way because we, I think what we do is put way too much pressure on ourselves Excuse me, I'm like swallowing like crazy. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> your listeners are loving this. You mean you you you're human? This is good. This you is know, awesome. if you were listening to my show right now, this would be totally normal. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, the thing about writer's block 
the way to conquer writer's block is to commit to writing every day, whether or not you have an idea or an inspiration or, you know, you have to, you have to figure out how to just put words on the page. <laughs> and the best way to do that is to come back every day. Um, because it becomes habit, it becomes reflex. So that's a, that's sort of the principal idea in behind the book. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it does present an actual formula, but I really just want people to realize, you know, we're scared of writing sometimes because of mm-hmm. grade school. You know, we were, we were always taught, you know, you got to get it perfect. You got to, you know, people did anything they could possibly do to avoid, you know, doing a, a second draft. For example, they didn't want to do a rewrite. Um, you know, that, that stuff, it, we still carry that baggage. <laughs> so the idea here is to relax, unclench a little and, and enjoy the writing process. And you can do that by practicing it every day. And this helps you, by the way, in marketing, um, whether you're a fiction author or a nonfiction author, you, you know, sitting down every day to write something, whether or not you're working on a book, uh, it, it, you're going to find right away that suddenly you're, you're, much more efficient, your output goes up like crazy. Uh, I tell people in the book, you know, use writing, for example, write autoresponders. You know, if you, if you're between books, that's a great time, you know, keep the habit going, you know, keep that energy going, uh, and write the stuff that you need to market yourself. And what is, for those that may not know, what's an autoresponder? So autoresponders are the emails that trickle out when you're, when someone gets on your mailing list. And, um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I hate rehashing old territory, so I, I, and I'm sure you have talked to your listeners about the importance of a mailing list. Uh, yes, it's like drummed in every <laughs> single episode. So you bringing it up is like perfect. Exactly. So, okay, a free plug for me and my, my uh, writing partner, Nick Thacker. We actually started a mail service for authors, specifically for authors, called author.email. That's the actual URL. Okay. And, awesome. uh, you know, you can set up your autoresponders there. But the, basically the idea there is you... you you create this, sometimes they call it a drip campaign, um, and when someone registers for your mailing list, they get this series of emails that plays out you know, on a schedule you choose. Mm-hmm. And what's, what people don't often think about when they, when they think about this type of marketing <clears throat> excuse me, um, is that that's actually storytelling. So you can actually <laughs> plot out your autoresponders like you would a book. Treat each um, email as a chapter. For example, mm-hmm. uh, you know they're not going to be as elaborate, but you can tell the story of who you are and why it's good to be connected to you and what you offer. You obviously are now writing a ridiculous amount of books, <laughs> and you've already written. Yeah, got this collection of books. So, why don't you share with us a, a point of which you had challenges and struggles, and so and how you over came those and, and specifically let's talk about marketing you know you're you're okay. trying to figure out this whole marketing stuff so tell us a challenging story and how you overcame it for marketing you know the biggest challenge i faced in marketing and <laughs> it's ironic that i had any problems with marketing because that's this is what i've done for other yeah. people for uh you know more than almost two decades um but the challenge really was building that list to begin with and I remember approaching everyone everyone I'd ever heard of and asking them, so how do I even start this list? Like I've got mm-hmm. – at the time I was using MailChimp um, and you know I've used – through my clients, I've used practically every client management system you can think of. 
mm-hmm. but I, I kept asking, like, how do I get the names? Like, I don't want to go out and buy the names. I don't want to pay people, you know, to, to be on the list or whatever. And I don't mind offering something free, but how do I even attract them to the free item, you know, the, Mm. to get them on the list in the first place. And so um, it took time, but, you know, someone pointed out to me one time that, you know, you're already connected to a few hundred people at least in your personal email uh, account. Why don't you, you know, e- email those folks individually and ask them to get on the list? So there was a, a nice start. I had like 200 people on the list. And, yeah. you know, it went, it went from there. And then I started using Facebook ads, uh, which really propelled my uh, list building. I took Mark Dawson's mm-hmm. course. If you haven't heard of him, he's a uh, he's a he's a prolific author himself. But he started the uh, Facebook ads for authors course, and I took that um, fantastic course. Yeah, by it's the way. I'm in it as well. Yeah, and, and he's a great guy, and you know, he's got a great staff. We've we've talked back and forth, so lots of support and help there. But you know, once you kind of get into the rhythm of that, um, it, building your list gets a lot easier. I mean, I saw it climb, you know, huge leaps thousands of people uh so that was my my biggest challenge was that really um and then you know getting reviews and that sort of thing these are the standard challenges that all authors face and i hate to say it but the only cure for it is to commit and keep asking um mm-hmm. the biggest thing and my my grandfather <laughs> i always quote this on my show but um my grandfather used to have this saying. He he would say, I never got a thing I didn't ask for, even if it was a punch in the mouth. And <laughs> <laughs> what he really meant by that was, if you want something, I mean, everything that you get in life, you asked for it in one way or another. And if you want something, you need to learn how to ask. And that's the trick, is learning how to ask. Everyone kind of has the idea that if I ask for it, you know, there's a chance I'll get it. If, you do, if you're not asking, then you're, there's no way you'll get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to getting people on your mailing list or getting, getting people to start buying your books, you have to figure out the right way to ask. And, you know, a lot of that involves figuring out who you're talking to. And so that's a big challenge I faced as well because, you know, I had these clients who had, you know, user personas and that sort of thing. I knew who I was talking to. Yeah, so yeah. I had to actually figure out who my audience was. <laughs> and, and Kevin, that can be a huge part to marketing itself. So why don't we dive into that okay. as as a marketing tactic to help authors to really understand. So why don't you kind of give us a breakdown of what you did from a step-by-step process of uh, figuring this out, figuring out how to ask the right way. Okay, so I... Um I got lucky. <laughs> uh, I, I had thought about ways to do this, and I actually thought about doing like a survey or something along those lines, but it turned out that I didn't have to because I was getting so much feedback from, um, you know, I'd get email, for example, and then I'd also start, I, I started getting feedback on my ads. Uh, people would mm-hmm. actually comment and say, you know, hey, I like this. I uh, um, They would share it with people and say, you know, you should definitely read this book. You'll like it. So um, Facebook actually offered me a pretty unique opportunity I hadn't really considered before, which is you get that demographic information. <laughs> you get to know who it is that's actually liking and sharing and reading your, your work. So uh, I took sort of, I made sort of a combination of, you know, what was I getting in feedback via email? But then I was able to actually dig in and find these, you know, True confession. A little bit of a stalker activity here. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I went and found, you know, a handful of people that, that really liked the work. 
And mm-hmm. I went on their profiles and found out everything I could about them and created now granted I didn't I didn't write it all down in a nice, you know, neat list, but I know my <laughs> reader. Okay. So mm. <laughs> and uh, as it turns out my reader is generally female between the ages of like, you know, twenty and thirty and uh mm-hmm. you know, loves science fiction and you now that's that's great because that's what I write. So I had an interesting opportunity there. So I think we don't often realize how many tools we have in our box. And Facebook has actually turned out to be a great tool for you know connecting to readers, but also just finding out who they are. Yeah, we had uh, Mark on the show just a few episodes ago talking about his course and talking about Facebook. And you mentioned about you know you found you found their profiles, but in between there you you said something about uh, finding out who really loved your work. What are some of the th- things that you were keen in on that you knew that you should stalk these people? So if they, the, the biggest things that I paid attention to were, um, you know, I would look at people who liked it, but that doesn't give you as much information as you really need because they may just like the mm-hmm. ad. Um, what I really paid attention to were the people who shared it. Um, mm-hmm. And I- anyone who commented on it to say, I love the book, I would count them as well. But the people who are sharing it, that's your golden audience because those people are mm. actually going out as advocates for your brand. So I would pay really particular attention to those people. <laughs> and so yeah. I started kind of building a little side list of you know anybody who, uh, you know, if I could find out their email address, which wasn't actually that difficult, but I mean, if I would you know, keep kind of a running list of, of the type of people who were sharing me. And sharing my posts, um, and they weren't sharing the post. You, that's the thing you got to keep in mind. Like they're sharing it to let someone else know this is mm. something I'm interested in. I really love the people who tag someone when they're sharing it. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Right? Yeah, that's a direct you know recommendation for my book. So um, now I'm able, to, but because of the you know the Facebook pixel and everything, I'm able to track you know where traffic's coming from, who's clicking on what. So I can look at that demographic information and I can look at, you know, the results and I can, you know, determine, you know, this person shared with this person and I got, you know, this many clicks from that ad, you know, and I can kind of, you know, I can home in on what's actually working and what's not working. Um, But yeah, it was invaluable to me to see people, you know, actually tagging someone and saying, you should read this. I mean, that's how much better can it get? (laughs) Excellent advice. So Kevin, uh, one of our final questions, and we ask every guest that comes on the Author Hangout, is this. If you were starting all over again as a self-published author, what three things would you tell yourself to do to help you sell more books? <laughs> you know what stinks about this question is I've asked this question from a, a thousand different authors, and it's always the same answer. And I can't, I cannot add any more to the conversation than to say I would write more books sooner. (laughs) I would build my list sooner and, uh, repeat. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's really two things. I mean, I guess if I had to pick a third thing, um, I would probably have started, um, uh, I would have brought in professionals for editing and and other uh, aspects of the writing a lot sooner as well. Like those, those things help a lot, uh, nurturing reviews and that sort of thing. It's, it's, it's all vital. So, yeah, everyone says that. I mean, it's it's. I, in fact, I roll my eyes even thinking about it because it's it's exactly <laughs> the advice you get. 
Um, maybe one of, maybe number three should actually be take everyone's advice a lot faster. I don't know. Cause I, I don't mm-hmm. think I did. I think I heard all that and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll write more books. Yeah. No problem. You know, and I, you know, you know Kevin, you just like said five things. Now, so, <laughs> I mean, this is like, keep going. I mean, you're just like round of roll. Yeah. Let me just uh, give you the litany of the mistakes <laughs> I made starting out. Um, yeah. So sorry. It's, yeah. You know, it's powerful stuff. I mean, because it, the, the reality is, is that for authors who, I know that the mindset is such a powerful thing in writing, but it's also a powerful thing when you think about marketing. Because at the end of the day, when writers have the mindset that I'm just a writer and I don't understand marketing, the truth be told, as marketers, and Kevin, obviously, you've been doing it for 20 years, um, the reality is it's the simple things that really make a difference. It's the 80-20, that is, I'm going to do 20% of the activity. And if you can do anything those that are listening in, do these things that Kevin said because this is going to get the 80% results that all these successful authors are getting. Right. Yeah, that's that's actually really, that's powerful advice that I I would love to give myself, uh, younger self, is uh, because I did eventually start paying attention and, and following these people who are doing what I'm doing. But that's the key. Find someone who's actually doing what what it is you really, truly want to do. You know, there are lots of examples out there of people who are, you know, they're successful. Uh, I kind of got off the the path for a while. Like, I I started following folks who were successful doing something, you know, similar to what I wanted to do. Mm. I didn't, I don't actually want to be an internet marketer, right? But the problem Mm -hmm. is, a lot of the people I was following, that's really what they were doing. They were Mm. writers, but they were really internet marketers. And so it got me off my path, and I wasn't writing as much fiction as I wanted. And then when I decided fiction was what I really wanted, <laughs> and that was the business I wanted to do, yeah. um, you know, it exploded. And then now I, that's, you know, I have this you know, huge library of, of fiction work that is, uh, I'm proud of. And now I'm entering a new phase in my writing. I'm going to write you know, more essay-style stuff that I enjoy reading and I've always yeah. wanted to write. And you know, I, can, I, can, I can build now. Before, all I, all I could do was imitate. And I was mm-hmm. frustrated because I, was, I kept trying to do what everybody else was doing. And I kept getting overwhelmed by it. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't uh, follow my path. I didn't follow the right path. Once I figured out I was on the wrong path, I corrected course. So, <laughs> Excellent. Well, Kevin, thank you so much thank for that. You. And as we close this episode of The Author Hangout Out, why don't you tell us uh, how people can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. The easiest, best way is you can come visit me at kevintumlinson.com. That's my personal website. Uh, and if you're interested, you can also check out the Wordslinger podcast at wordslingerpodcast.com. And either of those will get you to essentially the same place, and I'd love to have you. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to The Author Hangout. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher to get the new episodes delivered directly to your device. Watch the video from this episode and get the transcript at theauthorhangout.com. The Author Hangout is brought to you by bookmarketingtools.com. Getting reviews for your latest ebook has never been easier. Yeah, you could pay $400 for some review services or try and manage hunting down people to gift your book, track your book, and hopefully get some reviews. Or you could use Reading Deals Review Program at readingdeals.com reviews to simplify the entire process. Our Amazon-compliant, simple and affordable review program puts your book in the hands of our very hungry readers at Reading Deals. 
honest reviews, affordable reviews, simplified process. Go to readingdeals.com reviews for more details.